0: And within the iHeartRadio app. Search FSR to listen live. Unbelievable game. The Minnesota Vikings hold on to win 36-28 covering all numbers, Uh, but it was not as easy as it sounds. They got up 29 nothing, and the Steelers fought and clawed their way back into this one, RJ.
1: Minnesota Football Outsiders has numbers on how good is a team when they're trailing, how good is a team when they're leading, and Minnesota is one of the worst teams leading, and one of the best teams trailing. And that's one of the reasons, if not the main reasons, they seemingly every game, they had one game this year outside of the 8.1 score range. So every game but one, and every game but one, they've been up by at least a touchdown in every game. So this Minnesota team, though their record is below 500, is certainly an above average team. Zimmer caught a ton of heat, obviously, from you know the defense. That last play against Detroit. Now, imagine if they would have done that again. <laughs> right? But I do find it is close. Yeah. Let me ask you. Well, I mean, I guess that play would have been a very, you know, a little curl pattern would have been great, right, for the Steelers. Yeah. At that point, when it was the last play of the game, and they were down eight. What would you say, just off the top of your head, the odds of Pittsburgh winning the game was? Just the instant, like... Tw- 40%. OK. Well, what do you think that play was? Like, Just to get that one play for a touchdown had to be less than 40 right? Yeah, you're right. It Probably probably more like 25%. All right. So, think about this. The estimate, and this is from PFF uh, Cole, was his last name. He does uh, an interesting podcast. He said their numbers had it at seven. Now, follow me here: seventeen percent to get the fourth or to get the one play for the touchdown. Ooh, that seems low. Well, I mean, when you're like what the eleven or twelve was it, and it's just one play into the end zone, you know. But let's call it twenty percent, and then it's like, okay, well, what's the odds of a two point conversion after that, which was necessary? And then it was like, okay, that's fifty fifty. Let's call it. And so now 20% becomes 10% because you have to score and now get the two. And then a win in overtime, let's call it 50-50, even though Pittsburgh was an underdog in the game. So you could say a little bit uh, less than that. But let's call it 50-50. So that comes out back a napkin, only a 5% chance for Pittsburgh to win that game from that position. Very interesting because you would have thought much higher and then when Pittsburgh was down twenty-nine nothing, right?
0: Twenty nine nothing.
1: When they were down, the projections said about a one and a half percent chance to come back. So they had a five percent on the last play and a one and a half percent chance when they were down twenty-nine nothing. So that was a lot of Palpitations of the heart to go up from three and a half percentage points to that last play. Didn't seem like that though, did
0: it? Did not. It felt like, it. I mean, it was interesting. And maybe because they were down so far, it made the in game even more interesting than maybe it would have been regularly. it was historic, you mean? Yeah. Potentially.
1: So we're straight out of Vegas and RJ Bell. Uh, let's look at some chances to make the playoffs. So Pittsburgh, right now, odds are. Pretty good. That Pittsburgh has to um, win at least three out of four to make the playoffs from here, and they've got a tough, tough schedule. So in general, this was all a borderline must-win game for the Steelers. Now they have about a, you know by average of the projections about a ten percent chance Pittsburgh still steal. They only have to win three of the four. But man, it's tough. So, about 10% is a projection.
0: Yeah. Fez said yesterday the Steelers will not be favored in any games going forward this season.
1: Wow. Now, hmm, that's interesting. They play the Browns in Pittsburgh, huh? Hmm. I'm curious on that one. I'm putting Pittsburgh as the favorite in that one for sure, actually. Um, I don't know, though. It's kind of interesting. If you think about it, the Ravens... Were favored by what was it four four and a half in Pittsburgh and Cleveland and the Ravens are now considered about even teams. Eh, that's interesting. It Does not seem
0: right? Does it strike you that that nine percent or whatever number it was on on the Steelers to make the playoffs feels a little bit low given that. They already have a head-to-head win against the Ravens who lead that division. Yeah, I mean they're... and they've got one left to play against them and they're only I mean they're 6-6 I mean, six, six and 1. Here's the thing is if they if they go 8-8
1: eight, eight and 1, they're not going to make it, right? So they got to win 3 of the 4. And so let's go down that schedule. Let's just do some math here. Baltimore was a 4-point or so favorite in Pittsburgh. So let's just say we flip it just three points, one and a half points for home field. That's a touchdown, right? Four gets to seven. So a touchdown underdog. I mean, they can win, but not not you know not a great chance. They're home against the Titans next week. Okay, and even without Henry, I mean, I'm just going by a guess here, but the game's probably about pick em, I'm guessing.
0: Uh, at the Chiefs obviously they'll be dogs, yeah I mean
1: you know over uh you know probably let's see the Raiders Pittsburgh's right right where the Raiders are so probably nine and a half or ten in that game and then home browns yeah and, and again I th- i th- Think it should be less than what the Ravens? What the Browns are six and six. Like... Yeah, but well, but obviously it's not just about the right. record. Um, is that how you do your? No, pay? I'm NFL just thinking.
0: I, I'm just thinking about the playoff odds. It just doesn't make it doesn't make much well, sense to me. Win given three their...
1: out of four, and right now five thirty eight has a nine percent chance for the Steelers. Other place I've seen ten, so it's right in that range to make the playoffs. Minnesota thirty five percent chance. Thirty five percent chance. Did Big Ben impress you in the
0: game? Uh, late in the game, he did certainly.
1: He's pretty good late in the game. I want... think about that for a second. Uh, against the Browns last year in the playoffs, threw for like five hundred yards, yeah. right? And then you have um, uh, against the Chargers. He had a massive comeback, yep. and in this game, he might be one of the top five quarterbacks. If you're down thirty,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think you, Matt Stafford's in that Yeah, I think that's the uh, he's on the Mount Rushmore of it for sure. I was curious as a Steelers fan if, and I know most Steelers fans are working class type, you know, gritty folk. The Chase Claypool celebrating the first down with no timeouts. You're running the hurry up offense. They convert that fourth and one. And he does the first down, and the guy knocks the ball out of his hand. And I mean, it took probably seven, eight seconds off the clock. Is that frustrating as a Steelers Shouldn't that have been, been a penalty? No, because he, it just looked like. He bumped into him and the ball went flying. Ah, so the so the the other team was deceptive in their sure, in but the you, trickery. Everybody knows that when you're in the hurry up, they're gonna to try to hold you down longer or whatever. But when you're sticking the ball out doing the first down thing, yeah, it's I, more likely that ball's gonna get knocked away.
1: I think the and I think a lot of the I think one of the most interesting questions about sports in the next 10, 20 years is is as the connection between the fans and the players I because remember it wasn't all that long ago I guess it's been a while I wasn't you know I was guess I was a kid you know you hear about oh these guys had to use you know selling used cars in the offseason right so at that point it wouldn't be hard to connect with the players um, now as you make millions and millions even if you're the you know the 30th guy on a team or, or let's say a, a, a a low-level starter you're making good money typically you know seven figures now what's the relation there and it's like well less for sure but I think that Pittsburgh and tip in general and I Ryan Clark was on uh, oh he's on get up a good bit on ESPN and after before the ravens game he went on a rant about you guys are living off the past you know the steelers defense you're not tough anymore i do think there when you say steelers football it does mean something uh, how many if we say ravens football okay i'll accept it patriots football okay the patriot way but how many other teams can you say that they have a brand of football less than 7 or 8 wouldn't you say sure So, yeah, I do think the—especially when you're losing, right? If you're winning, I think Pittsburgh people don't mind it. But I do think there's a general kind of separation between fans and players in general. And I think Pittsburgh maybe even—but they do tend to—look, Big Ben was— A Steelers type quarterback, right? And Harris, a Steelers type running back. And, you know, people could say, oh, maybe there's a racial element to it. Listen, the Steelers, a lot of, you know, all the way back to Franco Harris, you know, a lot of African Americans have been beloved by the city. Now, is there actions that I think it's a lot about youth? You know, it's about the twenty-four year olds today. Uh, the distance between them and the fifty-year-olds maybe is more than it's ever been. So, yeah, I hear you, and I think it's a good question. If they win, it's probably all fine. Right? <laughs> if they lose, maybe not.
0: Yeah, that's where it comes into play. If they, if they would have had one more shot at the end zone if, if that if that ball doesn't get knocked away. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. New Orleans Saints minus five and a half at the Jets.
1: Okay, so Taysom Hill has mallet finger. Now it's not as bad as Russell Wilson. So but let's assume that it's right about as bad as it was for Russell Wilson once he came back. So remember, he had three weeks off and then he came back. How'd he look? Bad, very bad. Now we don't know exactly how bad it is for Taysom Hill, but just close your eyes, unless you're driving, close your eyes and think, all right, how does he pass when he's healthy? <laughs> and then think, take anything off of that, 5%, 10%. Do you yes. want to be laying the lumber on the road? This line has gone down, you know, and at six, especially, I like the Jets. Now the Jets get some injuries, they get some injuries. I kind of like the under in this game, too. And the rationale is, I think right now the Jets have one big goal. Protect Wilson from a lot of off-season scrutiny. So what are they going to do? If they fall behind by 14, I'm not sure it would be smart for them to have him just chucking the ball around. You talked about Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. They were down significantly last week to the Rams, and they weren't throwing nearly as much as you would expect. You were saying, have they given up? I said, no. I think they're protecting Trevor Lawrence's stats and the narrative. I think the Jets are gonna protect the narrative. So if you're in game batting, so what does that mean if you're in game batting and the Jets fall behind fourteen or so? I'm not sure you should expect them to come back the way you typically would because with that, those comebacks comes risk of interceptions, and they don't want those
0: stats to be talked about all offseason. The Saints' top three defensive ends out for this game, though, so if there is a chance for for him to have some kind of positivity, this may be the game.
1: And I agree, so I think they're going to be focused, but if somehow they fall behind, I don't think they're going to want to keep
0: throwing the dice, as they say. Cousin Kyle, minus two at Cincinnati. All right. So This line
1: moved significantly 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 in a steam kind of informational move away from Cincinnati due to the pinky situation. Not a mallet pinky,
0: by the way. Uh, Is that right? (laughs) Just a regular pinky situation.
1: I don't think pinkies are big enough to be mallets. I don't know. I don't know. It uh, it confuses me. I've never heard of a mallet finger before, and and now all of a sudden there's multiple people with them. It's kind of like the Colts with that injury where they had to remove a bone from the foot or whatever, and two people had it at once, which was, you know, never heard of it before. Haven't heard of it since. I don't know if I believe these injury reports. (laughs) But what I will say is, I think it's hard... To bet Cincinnati when you don't know. We think about injuries as binary. zero one. one They either play or they don't play. But Joe Burrow could be 85%. How, much, how many points is that worth? If it's just one throw on a third and 12 that sails a little wide and gets picked off, that's worth, what, four points? And we, know, we don't know for sure that's going to happen. But this line does not—if if Joe Burrow is healthy— This line makes no sense. Generally, the market is pretty smart. San Francisco being favored here doesn't make any sense unless Burroughs banged up in a way that's going to affect them. And I think we should assume it will affect them.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Outta Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LaVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our
1: real life experiences loaded with teachable moments listen to up
0: on game with me lavar Arrington, tj hushmanzada and plexico Burris on the iheart radio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from tennessee minus nine hosting the jags now i don't like to lay the lumber very much now aj He's a
1: he has a, he actually wears a lumberjack jacket sometimes just cuz he you lay the lumber. I live the life. The, the life of a, Love lumber a lumberjack. Leader. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> kind of like um Dexter at the end of yeah. the show. But, <laughs> but Fezzik, who did a good job here yesterday filling in he, with AJ, he on our podcast was talking about how he likes Tennessee here. And another fellow I trust a lot Doesn't lay the lumber much, likes Tennessee. This Jacksonville team is horrible. And if you look at it, it's actually all about the offense. The defense isn't so bad. If you actually look at the season projections on every game, how many points did Vegas think Jacksonville was going to give up? They've been almost exactly on that across the season. Not every game, but over the course of the season. Every negative point that they've had this year against the spread, so the ATS margin in the negative, has come from the offense underperforming. Now that you've got a situation where you've got a rookie quarterback talking about who should be on the field, and then this running back should be on the field, then you have Urban Meyer saying, Huh, I didn't know he wasn't. It, it, now you're talking about what's his name Robinson Robby C. I mean it's like the, he's like he's coaching another team or something. It, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. You gotta wonder how does this affect the offense? And as you said, AJ, this Jacksonville team was not throwing when they should have been throwing. So if they get down 17 against Tennessee. Do they just kind of run the ball a bunch? If so, you've got to like Tennessee. Tennessee would be one of my three
0: or four picks if I had
1: to make that many.
0: Cleveland minus three, hosting the Ravens. This
1: might be the best spot of the year, or flip it, the worst spot of the year. Worst for Baltimore, best for Cleveland. Now, think about this. If you're the NFL... And you had an agenda to try to get the Browns a win in this game when the seasons, you know, when they did the schedule. What would you say? Okay, let's have them play. All right, now then, what they do is Cleveland gets a bye, so they get the rest for about fourteen, you know, fourteen days off or in between, and let's have the Ravens play on the road against their toughest opponent, the Steelers.
0: And then have them go on the road again for the Browns. That sounds pretty bad, doesn't it? Yeah, it doesn't sound good. And especially, let's have their number one corner get well, hurt, be done for the season. I don't think the NFL had. It oh, that wasn't that a playoff season.
1: No, no. You just announced the game gotcha. Relax for a little bit. <laughs> now, except, you, I think you got something on this next game. So prepare that. All right, you got it written out. I've got it ready. You, do you have it written? I've got it typed. All right, all right. Is it what font size is
0: it? 14? <laughs> not, not 12. I know you're right, I don't 12. want you
1: squinting and misreading stuff. All right, 14 is good. Okay. Um, but AJ's not right, but AJ brings up an interesting point, which is in the game last week, they did lose their last key, last good starting corner, at least starting as the season started. And a lot of people said would a quarter cornerback be enough for Harbaugh to go for 2 because it was like a lot of people wondered about that going for 2 here's the point that i made about it and others have made it wasn't just the absence of this cornerback it's a, he is the he was the queen of the chessboard where he could play inside outside a lot of very flexible and the game plan without Him and it's Humphrey, Marlon Humphrey. Humphrey, the game plan without Humphrey is an entirely different one, and they couldn't do that on the fly. So think about that. Now it will benefit them to have this week between, or you know, between the time between games to figure out how to play without Humphrey at cornerback. The Ravens, but man, oh man, this is a big loss—a loss bigger than you might think. Just from hey, a cornerback got hurt.